You're listening to Run, Are You Win? Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. As pastor of the Smithton Outpouring and the Kansas City Revival, Steve is a leading voice of revival worldwide. Steve shares his life-changing encounters with God, along with biblical teaching that equips you to experience and lead lasting revival. Come, run with Steve and expect God to revive us now. Well, hello and welcome to another Revive Us Now podcast. I am your host, Steve Gray, here to talk the truth about revival and the revivals that I've experienced. And that's the one thing, you know, you're, you're listening to someone who's experienced revivals and le- been the leader, the leader of two major revivals that were recognized uh, and written about and documented. And they weren't like once a month special meetings or once a week special meetings. They were multiple meetings of five services a week, four services a week for uh, three and a half years, two times. And so uh, I want to talk to you about that. And not that other people don't have things they can say about revival, but you want to make sure that you talk to people who have experienced and led and been in the midst of one and not have special a special meeting and called it a revival. Because if it doesn't change the church and change the kids and change the people, I, I was talking to a pastor just a few minutes ago in the United Kingdom in England, and he was talking about it. He says, Pastor Steve, I just want to tell you, and this has been 20 years. Well, I don't know. I guess it was in the 2008, 9, 10, 11, that revival here in Kansas City. But he said, you know, you changed my life forever. I will never be the same again. And I said, well, that's what I like to hear. That's what true moves of God change people forever. And uh, that doesn't mean they're perfect. Doesn't mean they need, don't need to be changed at another time. But uh and keep changing, but it changes you forever. And so I want to talk about that. Uh, a lot of times I hear people talking about revival today, and I'm disturbed a little bit about it because I don't know. I don't know exactly all of them. Of course, I don't know all of them. But it gives me the idea that there's some that talk revival and lead good services, and they go around, but they don't really believe in the power of God is for today. And I don't see how they could do that. In other words, there's a group of people, there's this doctrine that uh, you've heard it probably that the power of God ended when the la- with the last apostle. When the apostles died, the power died until Jesus comes back. And I don't know how you could be a leader or a participant in a true move of God if you believe the power of God was 2,000 years old, stopped, you know, 2,000 years ago. And... Uh, so I always laugh at that. I've had him tell me that. Well, you know, the power of God ended when the last apostle died. I said, really? Well, when was that? When? Surely there's a date. Surely you have a date that uh, the power was moving and all of a sudden last apostle dies and it just ended. Well, didn't we doc- did we document that? Who documented that? And it's just ridiculous that, uh, that it's the power that was on in a person as opposed to the power of the Holy Spirit, which is still in the world today, obviously. So I want to talk about that, about being baptized in the Holy Spirit, and just view a little bit about how everything changed. And that great revival they had in, on the day of Pentecost, as we read in the book of Acts, was, uh, was, was great. And all the people that got saved was great. <clears throat> what about that which happened before, which is they were all in the upper room, all these believers now, isn't it interesting, I think if I remember right, that there were like supposedly it's something like 500 people or so saw Jesus, you know, after he was raised from the dead and he went around doing things and they saw him, 500. But when we, when we uh, get to the, the upper room, there's only 120. 
What happened to the other several hundred? Unless they just counted the men, but they, that's usually what they did anyway. And so now there's only 120 in the upper room, and they were all in one accord, all in one mind, all in prayer together. And guess what? They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And of course, that they went out and told it into the streets. But we know they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they said, and they all spoke in tongues, prophesied great things, spoke the great things of God, but they all were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke in tongues. Now, I'm a little bit suspicious, though, of somebody that talks about the power of God, talks about revival, talks about the presence of God, all the wording that goes on, but they don't believe in speaking in tongues or they've never spoken in tongues. You see, I tell people you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit like they were in the Bible. And of all the five, I think it's five times in the book of Acts, isn't it, that they mentioned baptizing in the power of the Holy Spirit. And out of three of those, they all mentioned speaking in tongues. And then all the excuses that people have, they don't believe in it, uh, it's of the devil. How could anybody lead a move of God and think that something given by God was then turned into how did, how did the devil take over speaking in tongues? What God just went, woo, I'm done. Well, none of that makes any sense. And uh, so the power of God still moved. It's the lack of faith and understanding. And uh, so you can't really have a true move of God. You know what happened, too. In the holiness movements up to 1900, the holiness revivals were great and outstanding. And uh, that was the kind of way. It was holiness. Well, we've moved beyond that. Not that we, we need a holiness revival now, but then 1900s, then they had other moves of God where the Holy Spirit power came back and people were speaking in tongues again. Well, guess what? A lot of the holiness people who experienced God in the holy way, in the holiness revivals, they didn't believe it. They rejected, they rejected speaking in tongues. There was a big fight about it and division about it and all that kind of stuff about it. So they rejected it. But guess what? Go back and look at the denominations that were the biggest and most powerful walking with God in the world in revival, in a holiness revival. And ever since they rejected the Holy Spirit said, no, no, that can't be of God. Because see, God built on holiness and then they built on it and he restored the gifts of the Spirit and speaking in tongues. He restored all that and is restoring. He's a restoring God. Well, those that rejected it, They've become nothing. They've shrunk down. They've become, in, you know, they just don't, don't have any influence at all in the world. And the largest churches in the world are tongue-talking, hand-raising, you know, charismatic, power-believing, Pentecostal, whatever you want to call it. But they're churches that believe in the power of God and speaking in tongues are the largest churches in the world today. Somebody should have paid attention to what God was saying. They could have been gone instead of dropping off and dropping off and becoming nothing. And so I want to encourage you to, to first of all, make sure you're filled with the Holy Spirit. If you're going to do anything for God, don't be one of those, you know, come on. It's just a chucklehead almost that you're going to get around religion and say, well, I believe this was of God then, but then it ended and now it's of the devil now. What kind of theology is that? God, God, that's just not even God. If it was God, you know, then it was God and he does it. And uh, same yesterday, today and forever. And so, so we want to be the people that are filled with the Holy Spirit like they were in the Bible. And, you know, you get all kinds of doctrines like this. Well, I just believe I was, you know, I, I believe what my church told me that uh, I was filled with the Holy Spirit when I was baptized in water. And that's what they told me. And so there's only just that. I got it all. I got it all then. But you'll notice then uh, that's not how it happened all the time in the Bible. Uh, and uh, so what about those guys that were not, they weren't even Jewish. And they were Gentiles. I'm a Gentile. 
They were Gentiles. They're crying out for God. And Peter has a vision, you know, and he has to get it. He, he's not used to going into Gentile territory, so he had to get it three times. But if Peter goes, and he's in their house. They're all Gentiles, and they've been asking for God, you know. And uh, right when he's speaking, the Holy Spirit falls, and all the Gentiles are filled with the Holy Spirit, and they all begin to speak in tongues. Everybody in the house. Everybody in the house. And uh, word got back to Jerusalem to the Jews. And they said, well, now, what makes you think that they have received what we have received? These are Gentiles. They're not even Jewish. How, how, what makes you think they could receive? He said, well, because we heard them speaking in tongues. We heard them glorifying God. We heard them speaking just like we did on the day of Pentecost. And you know what they said? Well, that settles it then. That's it. Then they've got it. They've got the same Holy Spirit that we have because that's what happened to us. Now that's what happened to them. Same thing. And then after that, then they talk about baptizing them in water. So they, they, didn't get they didn't receive when they got baptized in water. It was all backwards. What would, hesitate, what would keep us from being baptized in water? We've already been filled with the Spirit, nothing. So, you know, you've got to get your order here that there is no order other than the Bible way of you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you want to say the Holy Spirit came in when you were baptized in water, okay, but that's not the end of it. You see, the Holy Spirit obviously is in your life if you get saved because the Holy Spirit convicts us of sins, reveals Jesus to it, to us, causes us to repent. So obviously the Holy Spirit is working. But the baptism in the Holy Spirit is not the Holy Spirit working. No. John told it to us uh, more than one time. He said, look, it's Jesus. He says, one's coming after me more powerful, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Who? Jesus. You see, the Holy Spirit is not the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. So, of course, he said, well, I believe I have this Holy Spirit when I became a, a believer. Well, of course you do. You wouldn't be a believer if the Holy Spirit weren't convicting you of sin and causing you to repent. That's the work of the Holy Spirit to convict us of sin and lead us to Jesus. But then Jesus, after we become a believer in Jesus, Jesus turns around and he baptizes us, as John said, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And so if you're not willing to follow the Bible plan and let Jesus do what he does, then you're going to miss out on the power of the Holy Spirit. And the whole significant part of the work of the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit is then in you in a baptism of fire. And then the gifts of the Spirit, the, the work of the Spirit, the walk in the Spirit, yes, speaking in tongues, but not just that, all kinds of other things come into play. And if you want to have revival, you're going to have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you're going to have a revival in your church, you can talk revival. But if you're a church that says that power ended with the apostles, it's not for today, speaking in tongues is of the devil, all that kind of junk, then you're not going to have a true move of God. You are not. I don't care how much you preach it or say it. You're not going to be the leader of revival in America. You're not going to have an outstanding revival that, that makes national and international attention. You know what? We, we were written about in, I mean, uh, in secular newspapers were writing about us. You know, imagine that. Imagine the Wall Street, uh, not the Wall, you know, Wall Street Journal, but um, San Francisco Chronicle. You know, head, head, headlines about this move of God in a country church in Missouri and all the things that were going on. And they were able to handle it. And all the kind of reporters and magazines and Christian ones too and non-Christian ones, they were all able to handle it. Hey, God's doing something there. 
And the people that couldn't handle it, yeah, they're the religious folks down at their church just sitting in their pews doing nothing. And no God, just dead as can be, dull as can be, just singing their hymns, sitting out and getting out at noon. You know what I'm saying? So I'm telling you, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled. And you know, uh, Paul wrote to them, don't be drunk with wine. Don't be filled with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit, the Bible way. Because if you're going to stumble over speaking in tongues, how are you going to handle any other? The power of the Holy Spirit. My, the things we saw, the Shekinah glory of God. We saw people lifted up and thrown by the power of God to the ground. And just like Paul in the road to Damascus, knocked down by the power of God. Yeah, we saw all that. Well, you, you'll, run out, you, you'll run out terrified. You'll be one of those people like on the day of Pentecost saying, uh, you know, what is this? What is this? What is this? You know, and, and uh, doubting all the way. So I'm encouraging you now, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Ask God right now or tonight or when you get your prayer time, Lord, fill me with the Holy Spirit just like they were in the Bible. And I receive now, and I would add, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, I want to do that. They did it. God doesn't say not do it. Paul said, I want you to do it. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a crazy doctrinal thing of fear and um and prejudice and all kinds of stuff about the Holy Spirit. Jesus needs to baptize. Ask Jesus to baptize you. Ask him to baptize you in the Holy Spirit and with power and fire and say, God, now I'd like to revive, be part of a great revival to touch America. Well, I hope that encourages you to get going with this and get filled with the Holy Spirit. Till next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. Push the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and spread the word on social media. For more episodes and resources, go to reviveusnowpodcast.com. Until next time, keep on running for revival.